on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast, a podcast that is simply a discussion with a couple of local church leaders. Today's topic, staying local. More about that later on. I am the A-game, Adam Bailey, an elder of Grassroots Church here in Lewisburg, West Virginia. Joined this week by the main man himself, the lead elder of Grassroots Church, Darren Cherry. What's up, boy? Hey, man. It's a good day. It's been a good day uh, this morning. This uh, Sunday, this will drop on Monday, but uh, this morning was a lot of fun, and um, so yeah, I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, have you checked on your Brown scores? We're recording during a Browns game. I'm trying to track. Um, I didn't. Okay, that's the Packers snuck by the did Bengals. Did you watch it at all, Darren? I worked today. I, I but did you get to? I listen, followed it. There it was not on TV, but I followed five it. Five missed field goals by both teams in the final eight minutes of the game. Was it windy or? I don't know, but it was the last. They won on a field goal in overtime. Hey, go, Pat, go. I don't know. I I just uh, looked at, let's see, I saw all the score at halftime. I looked at the box scores at the end of the game, and I saw Devontae Adams had 11 receptions for 208 yards. That was pretty awesome. I caught toward the end, and I, I pretty much turned it on. I thought Cincinnati. Cincinnati was kicking a field goal to win the game in overtime. And it hit, you know how they have those flags at the top of the uprights? Yeah. It hit one of those flags, and you could tell it was out. I'm not kidding. The Cincinnati kicker was, like, jumping all over his guys like they had just won. And then he, it was like the look on his face when he realized they didn't. But um, but then Aaron Rodgers got it back, drove him down. They kicked a field goal to win. Who, who do the Bengals think they are being the best team in the <laughs> second best team Thank you. in the AFC North? Who do they think they are? I don't know, but I can't Pittsburgh wait for them to play Cleveland. Blah. Baltimore is always overrated. I'll tell you right now, I didn't expect this because the Chargers are tough. Very good team. They're tough. Super Bowl contenders. And it was 7-3, to three, the Chargers were winning, and I just turned it on, and Cleveland in the third quarter is winning 27-13. to 13. Well, Not too bad. I'm telling you right now, if Cleveland puts up 27 points with that defense, it's going to be tough to beat them. It's a good year for football. NFL's in a good place right now. I I, uh, I like NFL. I like all football. There were crazy college games yesterday, too. Bama lost. How awesome was that? I yeah. loved it. But Steelers Bama won lost. The day. Uh, what was it? Texas and Oklahoma, what, 52 to 53 or something like that? 28 to 7, Texas was up, and Oklahoma came back and won. I like, That's I like nuts. football. Nuts. Uh, no, dare my day. Uh, if you're wondering, I worked. I you spoke did. for six straight hours and then thought, you know what would be great? speaking for another 45 minutes, but instead about congressional contingency plans during the Cold War, I thought I would come up here on the podcast and talk to you about staying local. Well, and you were talking to strangers, but now you're talking to your best friend. To my family. My best friend, you, my best friends, all three of them that are listening right now. If you're listening, thank you. You're awesome. Usually say that till the end, but I just thought I'd remind you. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a while. It's it not does. really been a while, but it feels like it's we've been, been a able while. to get consistent lately. And it's one of those things. I, did, I I got some beef real quick. Oh, pardon the pun, but so I went to McDonald's on my way here. I got a. Well, there's your problem right there. Yeah, a lot of beef or fake beef. It's half. I got a double quarter pounder with cheese. Okay. Large diet coke. Okay. Order fries. Like How it. much do you think that would cost? Uh, eight seventy nine. Eleven dollars. What? Eleven dollars. What? Eleven. I was going to. I actually thought about going to um, Asylum and getting a Philly cheesesteak because would have been worth it. I'm like, yeah, that'd be like you know thirteen dollars probably. It's just me. That can't. I can't swing that. 
McDonald's. Oh, okay. I did add bacon. But come on. $11 for a fast food burger, fries, and a drink? That's That was crazy. That is. I mean, it was good, though. That was a good burger. Oh, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it, at least, because yeah. if you'd have paid that much and hated it, that would have really sucked. But Yeah, it's the McDonald's and Heart Runs. Uh, so, uh, what? come on. Come on, guys. Yeah, what do you do? It's a local restaurant. So I still think it counts and pertains to the conversation we're about to have. Darren, can I set up this uh, episode? Dude, I told you before we started, I'm so excited for today because, of course, you know I love just the topic of staying local. But what you text me, you gave me four ways that you're taking it. And that was it. And I was like, I have no idea where we're going with it. And I'm so excited to talk about it. Okay, you just sit back, Darren, for about 40 minutes. Let let the A-game preach to you here for a second. Let me turn the uh, Browns game on. Yeah, put your headphones in. And I'll, I'll, I'll and, mute it. Uh, <laughs> I, well, let's, let's start here. Well, before you do. Yes. Because he's such a faithful listener, I want to give a shout out because you're going to hear this. The Cowboys and the Giants are playing right now. Larry Bowman, for once in my life, because you are at that game right now, I hope the Cowboys win. Okay. Just because I love you, Larry. You mean that much to me. You know I don't like the Cowboys. But because you're at the game. Larry, win or lose, I hope you're having a great time, but I really don't want the Cowboys to win. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, he went to the WVU game yesterday. Oh, yeah. You don't want that double whammy on a weekend. No. So I'm pulling for you, Larry. I'm pulling for you. They're hey, up 17 to 10 Mar- right hey, now. Hey, Larry Marshall beat ODU. <laughs> oh, do. <laughs> we beat Old Dominion. You know what? After what happened to WVU yesterday, I'm sure that makes Dude, it feel the, great. They've always been the biggest heartbreaking franchise ever. That After that Oklahoma game, I'm, I've, I don't know. I watched it, and I'm like, this is this is their season. I have a feeling. I'm not a prophet, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. No. So, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, yes. I mean, sports, Take it away. sports can be a very divisive topic. And this country right now, super split. And we've always said that. We've been saying that for the past few years. My small group and I, we watched a Matt Chandler series on Right Now Media, which is a Christian video Bible study online uh, collection of material, pretty much. But he was doing a conference. or No, maybe he was just speaking at his church. Uh, the first four weeks in January of 2012. What was the series? It was called Prayer. They broke it down into four <clears throat> four different series. Uh, the first part was a call to prayer. Second one was a culture of repentance. They did. Uh, let's see. The fourth one was government, and the third one was abortion or life. Every January, Chandler does two sermons in January. One will be on um, pro life, uh, Imago Day, and the other one will be on racial reconciliation. Right. And it was really good, but we were talking, we finished the series last Wednesday and we were talking about it and we're like, that dude might be a prophet because everything he was talking about, he's like, in 2012, he was talking about the country being incredibly divided politically and culturally. And he said, we're starting to see cracks in democracy. Now, you know, fast forward nine years that, you know, the cracks are full blown fissures right now. You have, I think it's like 60% of registered Republicans believe that the past election was stolen. You've got liberal Americans who believe that conservatives are a bunch of fascist, dictatorial things. People actually will consider conceding at this point. The 2024 election is going to be crazy. I mean, it's just... I punched my water. He is getting animated, oh y'all. If you could see him now. Well, we're so divided. And it's it's a it's a bad issue right now. Unless we figure out a way as a country to come together, it's a divided house will fall. Oh, yes. Easy as that. I was listening to 
Now, I don't agree with everything he says, but I, I actually like him, and I like some a good bit of the things he talks about. Ben Shapiro, the conservative commentator. Probably, <coughs> probably if he could learn to talk a little bit kinder. My name is Ben Shapiro, and, uh, well, today we're going to be talking about a divided America. But, yeah, he talks like that really, really quick. But uh, he had an episode on his podcast that came out recently. Again, I don't agree. I Honestly, I would say 70% of the stuff, uh, no, just drop that down a little bit, 65% of the stuff he says I agree with. But he's he identifies as a libertarian. I'm not. I'm not a libertarian. But he was talking about how divided. Is he Jewish? Is he yeah. Jewish? Okay. He's I thought, thought and yeah, so. he'll actually have conversations with Christians on there and just talk about it. And that's another reason why I like the guy. He will go toe-to-toe with, you know, liberal um, commentators and academics, and it's just discord. I mean, they're just talking about it. They disagree, and then they, they walk away. But he was talking about how divided America was, and he said something that made me think about this podcast. He was talking about staying local because the United States is a big country, 330 million people at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's nuts. Geographically large, geographically diverse. We've got deserts. We've got forests. We've got... I mean, it's just a big, diverse country, and it's also culturally diverse. To be upset because someone in rural West Virginia doesn't see eye-to-eye with someone from San Francisco, it's a big country. We're, we're different people, like literally different people. We're, we have one thing in common, that is that we are Americans. But Ben Shapiro went on to say that's why we have states. That's why we have towns or cities that we live in. We have more in common with these local associations than we do with the entire country at large. And the more I started thinking about that, I feel like that is the way to be a better unified country going forward. It's not me here in rural West Virginia looking at Californians and being like, you liberals are trying to change the country, or them looking at you know, Alabama and being like, you guys are ruining the country and driving into the ground. If we would stop looking at the country at large and identifying nationally, and start identifying locally because we have so much more in common locally and we interact with each other, we see each other day to day, if we focus more on certain parts of the local life, that will actually help bind us together as a country going forward. Does that make any sense at all? You're thinking about it. I, I have to, because I told you, I have no idea where you're going with this, and so I have to think about what, what you're... What I'm trying to say is, like, is it is it fair for someone in... Mississippi to be that upset about someone in Seattle. I mean, they're from their lives are just different. They live in different places. The economy is different. The culture is different. I say that they're outright trying to change the country, and oh, we just need to separate because we disagree with them. It's like I, uh, I think I, I think it's first of all, I think it's okay to be upset with the direction the country's going or the direction somebody thinks that an individual is trying to take the country. I think it's okay to be upset, but. It is, it is a, 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 I'd say, a, a tale of caution to expect somebody from a different, and, and I'll say state, city, demographic, uh, upbringing, all those things, to think them foolish if they don't think like you. And, and that goes to every thought process. You know, for, for somebody who was raised in a really, 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 liberal uh, culture to be upset with somebody who thinks conservatively, I, I that's that's not fair, but but then vice versa. And so, you know, I'm sitting here thinking for for you, you know, being raised in Glen Fork, West Virginia. Shout out. You know, yeah. And in in a a 
church-going environment, uh, in a in a uh, Christian environment, uh, you know, with with the the deficiencies we've talked about on here before. Mm-hmm. Um, your your way of thinking, you're just going to be brought up to think different than somebody who's raised in Seattle, Washington. Right. And think about it this way. Wyoming, the state of Wyoming, is the least densely populated state. I think that they have one resident, let's see, one resident every 11 miles. That's crazy. And it's a big state, too. Um, New Mexico is kind of the same way. But if you're living in that type of state, you're probably going to need a certain amount of firearms. you got wildlife out there. You're on your own. you got to travel a lot. You probably need a little bit different type of protection than someone in, oh, I don't know, the Bronx. But for someone from the Bronx who does not believe in firearms to get mad at Wyoming for wanting loose looser firearm legislation, it's like, well, why are you why are you trying to force your culture over there in New York on someone from Wyoming? Wyoming, why are you I mean, New York, you probably don't want a whole bunch of weapons in New York, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like crazy up there. Can you imagine a bunch of people in Jersey? Armed? Well, they I'm, are. I'm just saying. But, well, some are. <laughs> it's it's probably illegal, but uh, <laughs> they do more with less. <laughs> but what what I'm trying to say is that you, everyone's getting mad. So you know, Wyoming's looking at Jersey and being like, you know, you're going in America because of the culture and things you stand for, and Jersey's looking at Wyoming and being like, you're conservative leaning and ruining Americans. Like, if you just look inside first, like think about the policies that help your local community your state, the people that you interact with the day-to-day basis. Because at work, you work with people who are different, different faiths, different backgrounds. Maybe it's not as diverse, but it's still diverse, but you have to be cordial. You have to work together. You see them every day. You can't blow up on them like people do on Facebook and you never see them again. Like, this is face-to-face. So what I want to do with your blessing, pastor, lead pastor, uh, put forth four different aspects of local life that I believe if we all, if all Americans focused on, we would be more unified nationally in understanding these things. Okay. Cause, cause as you were talking, I'm thinking, cause you, you text me the four things and I'm looking forward to discussing them. But as you were talking, I'm sitting there going, it, yeah, look locally, but we are part of one nation. And, and so the nation needs to be unified but I think, and, and if I'm if I'm getting ahead of us, cut me off. But I'm sitting here thinking, you and I are talking to Christians. We we are going to appeal to Christians, and and when I say appeal, not like somebody who's not a Christian is going to listen to this. Go, I don't like this. I don't want to listen to it. But you and I, our our appeal is going out to believers. Our presupposition is Christian. Yeah, and so. We're, bi- we're biased. Thinking, you're admitting we're biased. That's all you're Well, talking. I mean. And we are talking to a local church. We're so part of the kingdom, and so we're going to yeah. identify the kingdom. But but I'm saying if if Christians in Washington, D.C. will act as the church in Washington, D.C., and Christians in Lewisburg, West Virginia will act like the church in Lewisburg, West Virginia, and Christians in Dallas, Texas, and Seattle, Washington, and in the middle of nowhere Wyoming and you know Boston Massachusetts and um and if they will be the church in those areas and and invest locally then I think we can see change 
Oh, and that's a great point. I, I, I've been saying this since I studied political science way back in the day, and JMC even said the same thing. With all the policies that the federal government has to help Americans, if the church in America was doing what it is supposed to do, as commanded by Scripture, the government wouldn't have that much of a necessity to do anything. If we were actually taking care of the poor and widows and single mothers and disenfranchised people in minority communities, the government would have a have less of a role anyway. So I agree with what you're saying. Which so we got we got I got four different aspects of local life. The first, we are biased. I'm sorry, a couple elders for a local church. Sorry, not sorry, but one. Focus on the local church, your local church, and there we can we can talk about this oh. ad nauseum because we love local church. Everything it's scripture based, but if you are a believer and you're listening to this, if you're a Christian or if you're not, here, here's one thing I want to put out there about today's society and local church functioning. Society is increasingly superficial, but yet transparent. Everybody is trying to look a certain type of normal role because of social media. We're all under telescopes, it seems like. We're all under surveillance all the time. It's almost like we're having to live up to this social idea of normal. Oftentimes, we are sacrificing ourselves. And we were talking about it before we started recording. One thing I love about being in a small group and being a part of a local church is that I can literally be myself. I, if, I, if I felt like I had to, I can go to my small group and be like, I've I think I'm struggling with depression. I'm a Christian, and I'm struggling with depression, and now I feel guilty. To have someone else to be like, I struggled with the same thing 20 years ago, and this is what helped me. You can be yourself. You can be open and honest in a local community. You can't do that at work. You can't mm-hmm. do that on Facebook, necessarily. Facebook has its benefits, but is largely superficial. So being a part of a local church, when it's biblical and when it's operating the right way, you can be open and honest, and we need that now. We need to be able to express ourselves and be comfortable with people receiving us as kind of we are. Now, I'm not saying just, I'm not justifying sin here. Like, I like to murder people. Oh, yeah. You're open. Just open confess it, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like to murder people? Me too. No, what we'll I'm saying is that, you know, certain type of struggles and personality traits and stuff like that, you can... Be open and honest. Well, and and you and I talked last time about Christian celebrity, and in the era of technology that we're in, um, people can. I just mentioned earlier, you know, that Matt Chandler does a series every, you know, every January he does two sermons on, uh, you know, Imago Day and and racial reconciliation. It's like, I know that because I listen to his sermons all the time. He's not my pastor. And he, he has no idea who I am or that I exist. But there's a lot of opportunities to read books, do Bible studies, watch videos, enjoy sermons from somebody who's a thousand miles away and feel like, oh, I'm being fed spiritually. So this is this is being a part of the church where instead we're saying, no, you're never gonna have the connection to the body that you should unless you are actively connected to a local body. Yeah, it helps with growth. And another reason to be involved in a local church, let's say, hypothetically speaking, I don't know, you have a very good 9-to-5 job or career, 
but you're a Christian and you have certain gifts and abilities and you know that you're supposed to use them to bless people and to build people up. How do you do that if you're not involved in a local church? Like, oh, you get involved in a local organization. It's like, oh, you're going to work for an organization. If you are a part of a local church, you can use your, (laughs) trust me, Hey, if you're listening to this, here at Grassroots, we love whenever you bring your gifts and abilities, your God-given gifts and abilities to us, we will use them. Matter of fact, you're going to use them if you're part of the church. Yeah, covenant community. Yeah, yeah, you have to. But you can can have your gifts and abilities used in a way to bless and benefit others. It's on a deeper level than any other institutional organ. It's on a spiritual level. And that's the key there, I think, is is to to be a part of... uh, serving like through the united way or something like that is is really cool and to bless others mm, it's absolutely. it's a if you have the ability to do that do that but ultimately as a christian we should hope to to serve the community and bless others with the gospel in mind that we are moving towards sharing the gospel with somebody not to just feel good that we have made somebody you know it's that idea of like hey i gave somebody a meal today and it felt really good and they had a meal but if I haven't given them the gospel, then what's the purpose of giving the meal? And and I know that seems very cold because of the idea of like, wow, just let everybody starve. If, if you it was so cold, why are you smiling while you say it? <laughs> but it's but it's <laughs> this idea. That's the idea. It's like we have to be moving towards the gospel. And there's there's something I've grown up hearing, I'm sure you have too, is the idea of like in these big corporations, these big companies, you know, something like the Greenbrier or uh, government. Talking about like a cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. And and that was very negatively portrayed. But have you ever gone to one of those museums or like a discovery center or something, and there are all these cogs, and you turn this oh, yeah. wheel, and they all turn? Right. It's it's really cool to see them all work. Some are and bigger. Then a, and a penny pops out with a Golden Gate Bridge on it. <laughs> that is actually, yeah, that, I have a few of those. Um, but it is cool to see them all work. And when you remove one and you turn that thing, all of a sudden nothing happens. And it's like, what's missing? It's that each one matters. And that cog in the machine is not a negative connotation. It's like God has given us each certain skills and abilities and spiritual gifts to be used in the local church for the kingdom. And when we withhold those, okay, first of all, we're not being good stewards of what God's blessed us with. And second of all, it's it's putting undue pressure on other people within the church. Darren, I'm fired. What this is like the most fired up podcast we've had in a while. What's going on here? It's well, you and I love local. You and I love the local church. I was I had somebody share with me recently how much they can see our love for the local church and our love for grassroots. And I am so blessed to know that that shows because we are fired up about that. We are passionate about that. I was that. thinking maybe it's because I just slammed down my second drink of water. I'm going <laughs> to pop a cough drop. You don't mind. Hold on. Mm, pretty good. You ever had a vitamin C cough drop? Yes. Actually, I have good. them up in my office right now. Pretty good. Also, if you are into cough drops, you should try the Hall's... Uh, <laughs> Strawberry ones. Hey, if you're a tour guide, you need cough drops. Hey, if you're into cough drops out there. Hey, this hey, this podcast is brought to you by Halls. <laughs> Give us a shout, cough drops. I can't have any right now. There's Give too us much a sugar shout and then wear your voice out and then pop a cough drop. There's there's too much sugar in them, so I, I got to avoid them right now. Oh, sugar-free, isn't it? Are those sugar-free? Pretty sure. The ones in my office aren't. 
Might not be. That would explain a lot. <laughs> if they're not. So, yeah, we hey, love the local church. Local church. Number two, local community. <gasps> hey, Darren, did you know that you are a neighbor <laughs> and you have neighbors? What? Dun, dun, dun. The Bible talks about it all the time. It's like, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And it's like, who? well, then who's my neighbor? It's like, mm. anybody you basically interact with, I guess who you interact with most, your local community. I think the internet, and this is, I think this is truer in areas like, it's going to sound random, but follow me here, Boise, Idaho. A lot of people from a lot of, from around the country are moving to Boise, Idaho. It's like the fastest growing, fastest growing city. It's got a good tech industry. Taxes are fair. The weather's great. A lot of space, low housing market. So if you, you know, and lifelong residents are hating it. So if you own a small, tiny house in Los Angeles, California, that costs $2 million and you make, I don't know, a million dollars a year, you can get a really nice house and a really nice stay with really nice people for 250 grand and have like 50 acres. So a lot of people with a lot of money are moving to places like that. And that's been exacerbated by COVID. Yep. Mostly. A lot of people want to get out of the densely populated areas. And the locals see their <laughs> property values jacking up and their culture is kind of changing, but the you know, the the identity is shifting. So and I'm saying all that because I, I think, and I've seen this with bigger cities like that, Austin, Texas is another example, where people's lives are online. They're not they're not local or a part of their city. So there are situations now where someone will wake up they work from home. They socialize online. They work online. Their entertainment is online. And they could be physically alone all day. But but their life is online. It's almost like Ready Player One, yeah. but right before. People are living their lives on the internet and stuff like that. But the local community, those that are around us, are the ones that we interact with physically often. So instead of focusing all of our attention on online profiles and online work, again, it's hard to identify with somebody nationally on that level. But locally, you know, if you go to the grocery store, like be a part. That's what I'm trying to say. Be a part of the community. Here in Lewisburg, we are very fortunate to have a lot of different festivals. Go be a part of those local festivals. Wherever it is you live out there, I'm sure you have some quirky festival. Go be a part of that. Go be a part of a home. Like go watch the homecoming parade. Uh, be involved with local community organizations. Here we have a lot of great nonprofits, Family Refuge Center, Davis Stewart. Um, don't live life online. Focus locally. Love your neighbors, you love yourself, people you interact with. Face-to-face, physically, on a daily basis, your neighbor. Well, and Scripture actually commands us to. Um, to be about our local community and to bless the city we live in. Like, Scripture actually commands us to do that. And so when we realize that and and live accordingly, we are going to want to see our local community thrive. And and we've taken the, the stance here at Grassroots um, to not reinvent the wheel. So... Uh, I'm going to throw out just real quick a whole bunch of illustrations. Um, Do we need to have a substance abuse ministry here at the church? No. There are two or three in our area. We invest in those. Okay. Um, Do we need to 
start a food locker here at Grassroots. No, there's one in the area. We invest in that. Do we need to get involved in, uh, you know, housing women and children that come out of bad situations? No, there's a ministry here for that. We involve in that. So it's, we are investing in these things in our area with those that are exist. And what that allows us to do, that allows us to serve the people that are being served by those organizations. And it allows us to connect with the people that work in those organizations. And a great, a great example, um, down in Ronsevert, the old hospital is being renovated. I've already been in contact with them, and they said, come down, we'll give you a tour. It's almost like a homeless residence, or it could be for those in need. I was reading an article about it the other things. day, and I was like, well, that's really cool. Helping hands? It's a lot of Way different Way to go, guys. Things. Way to go. Yeah, and so we're going to go down there and find out how we can help them achieve their goals, but be a part of it. And that's the thing. By supporting those local organizations, they're supporting local residents yep. in need. You're helping your neighbor but then also, like you said, we love going and serving drinks at Taste of Our Towns. It got canceled again for the second year, but it's like, yeah. but it's like we love going to be there and be present. And I'll tell you right now, we go to like the craft beer festival and we serve bottles of water. That's all we do. We have a big table of bottles of water and we're just available to talk. And there's a family here at the church now that's a part of it, that they said, we saw you there, and we were like, that's the type of church we want to be a part of. We just want to be in the community. And healthy contributors therein. And I'm going to end the community segment of the of the podcast on this. Uh, last summer, I think, that, I don't know if they're still happening or not. Remember all the riots that were happening? All the looting in Portland, Oregon. Remember that? I was going to say, not in our area, but yeah, all over so the nation. So they're like occupying whatever that place was, the free whatever zone in Oregon. I can't remember. It feels like so long ago, but I know it wasn't. Yeah, it was last year. All the rioting year and stuff before? like that. I don't know. I think it was wow. 2020. Well, it was after George. 2021. 2020's been. <laughs> you know how much what happens in Portland, Oregon affects me? It doesn't. But yeah. most of the news coverage, the national news coverage, is it was it's like, oh, look at all these riots. They're happening. You know how much it affects me? None. Now, if there are riots here locally, now I'm concerned. Yeah. But why Why? Are, why get fired up over something that I have no bearing with? Like, it affects me zero, and I have zero say in it. So, I mean, obviously, I care. I wish everyone well. Hey, yeah, don't, it hurts. Don't riot. It hurts how about that? to see that because it is our nation, and it hurts to see people put through that. But but I think I think even that goes back to what we said earlier, where the church in those areas is having the opportunity. And again, this is one of the reasons we like, listen, we like the connection and the opportunities that the Southern Baptist Convention gives us. And we have the opportunities to actually bless the churches in those areas who are fighting on the front lines of that. But I, but on a way lesser note, with the local community, you and I talk about it all the time. That this is you talk about staying offline, shop local. Oh yeah, we're Eat gonna, local. Um, yeah, uh, we'll get to local markets here in just a second. Oh, okay, see, but, that's, um, I love we love local. Yeah, it's like, but, 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 but. I don't know why I'm so hyper. I should be. Uh, I didn't. I know why you're hyper. When your kid wakes up at 4:30 to tell you she loves you, it's it's bittersweet. I know why you're hyper. It's bittersweet. I'm hyper for it too. I have a pretty good day. Got some big news coming up here soon. What? But uh, if you are someone that stringently follows the national news, and you have a colleague that which follows is okay. the national news, oh, totally. Be informed. Hey, be informed. Please, yeah, please. And you have all these opinions about uh, homelessness in San Francisco. 
which you know is a topic every now and then. You go to work and you're eating with someone, and turns out your colleague has a different opinion about homelessness in San Francisco. Guess what? A thing that you have no no control over, it has no effect on you. Now you're divided over it. That's what I'm saying. Like focus on the local community. Now, if there are rights here. First off, try to understand why someone's upset. Work with them. No minority should ever be discriminated against. Like, listen to people, but uh, writing's kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. Well, <sighs> and can just to add to something that Scripture in Romans 1 talks about, that God's wrath is revealed against all sin. Everybody has seen God through what's been created and revealed. He has revealed himself within their hearts. Like, everybody knows God exists. Okay, they might not want to admit it. They might not want to believe it. But God reveals himself to all Literally men. just listened to a John Piper sermon about that when he was talking about doubt. Yeah, and so, so I used to have people tell me, you know, who, who were wrestling with giving their lives over to the Lord, like just, you know, putting their faith in Jesus. And they would say, how is it fair that people in Africa you know, or people in South America that maybe have never heard the gospel. And and my whole thing is like, you're worrying about that when there's somebody right across the road from you that might not have heard the gospel. And and we always say, if God calls you to, to missions work in that way, go and be a part of it. Like, we'd love to partner with you and, and to go do that. And he calls people <laughs> Take to Take us that. with you. <laughs> you know, absolutely. But, um, but so many people worry about everything going on, you know, and, and the reason the homeless thing, you know, worried about the homeless issue in L.A. or San Francisco when, you know what, there's a there's a homelessness issue here in Greenbrier County. Absolutely. Which is why we're getting involved in Ronsevert. Local. All right. So far, we talked about local church, local community. Love now, them both. And this is all about unity, like fighting for unity, as you say it, like over and over again. Local. So the third, you touched on it, local markets. Local markets, baby. Shop local, eat local. Yeah, as simple as that. That's and it. Now, why is McDonald's? Because it's a franchise. Okay, is I've got local? an answer for you. I know what you're. I I got an answer for you. And let me ask you a question first. <laughs> okay, because I'm. I, I, why shop local, eat local? Why? Who cares? It's money. Who cares? So eat local, it wouldn't be McDonald's. Well, it helps the local economy, first off. So and it gives the you people that own the shops, that well, own no the servers. restaurants. Okay, so if I go to, uh, let's pick a restaurant we don't really talk about very often, French Goat. I don't know. I've never I've been never to been French been Goat. Let's go to French Goat. Ah, uh, date night. Let's do it. <laughs> With our wives, hey, people. Come hey, on. Hey, Dan, would you like to go? Oh, With yeah. With our wives. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, if, we sh- if you and I showed up at the French Goat together... <laughs> We would have to split a bottle of wine. I'll wear a bow tie. I have it with my friend, uh, my friend Petrie and I. One time we went to uh, Red Lobster together in Huntington. Oh, and we, the biscuits. Uh, we split a bottle of wine. Yeah, I got some cheddar biscuits. The server, I, I forgot what she said exactly. Petrie and I kept laughing. No, she thought we were a couple. And we're like, eh, I don't care. I'm just going to eat my cheddar it biscuits. It was the splitting the bottle of wine part. I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, hold on. Wait. The, what's the what white, did Zinf- you guys, white no, Zinfandel? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a white Zinfandel, too. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> should have gotten apple teenies. Now we, I mean, we just we just want to, you know, keep a low profile. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we can't show up at the French Go. So but yeah, anywho, why shop and eat local? One, you're spending money there. It is an investment in the local economy. But two, you're interacting with other locals. There two, it is. You're inter- interacting with local servers. You can bless them by giving them, you know, a good tip. Yep. You're just it's local engagement. Uh, shopping local, I guess it kind of be the same thing. It's it helps. Like it's money. 
you know, money is actually every single dollar you spend is a vote for something. Yeah. Oh yeah. And people have finally figured that out, but unfortunately, it's used again. <laughs> cancel culture. Oh, they gosh. finally figured that out. Which I keep, we need to do a podcast about cancel culture. I, I keep wanting oh, that. That's on my list, and I keep forgetting to put that down. Well, it, uh, for instance, there's a little shop. Um, you know, if you're if you're local, you know where. Everybody knows where GVT is, okay, Green Bear Valley Theater. And you know how there's the entrance to those, and there's a shop to the left and right of it that are like a part of that building. Well, the shop to the right is this little vintage boutique, okay? And boutique's just a bad word because that makes sense. It is a really cool little store. And Luke and I, my oldest boy and I, we went in there and old CDs. I got the Batman Forever soundtrack for like two bucks. And Luke found... What songs are on Batman Forever. Dude, are you serious? Listen, it's got Seal, Offspring, Flaming Lips, U2. Really? Great music. Now, is Batman Forever, is that the... Uh, Val Clooney? Kilmer. Kilmer, really? Yep. Great soundtrack. That's the one with Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yeah, it's such a weird movie, though. I oh, it was totally weird, movie. but you know, whoever wrote it was probably high. But um, So it's a great little shop, and... You said that so badly, I probably... Well, I mean, if you watch lines, it, it's but. like... That dude had a lot of black lights and neon posters in his room when he probably <laughs> wrote the, the script. But but the lady at the, the cash register, I'm like, how long have y'all been here? And she's like, oh, a couple years. I'm like, how have I never been here? This place is so cool. And I ended up in a pretty cool conversation with her. They just moved here from Richmond, and they wanted a shop downtown that people could actually afford to go in and buy stuff. And they're only open a couple days a week. And so when you shop local, you get to know local people. And it opens up opportunities, gospel opportunities. So McDonald's. Yeah, my answer to that is because people, people like, I hate Walmart. I'm not shopping at Walmart. Big industry. You know, it's like I get that. But here's the deal. You have to remember, place like Walmart, place like McDonald's, uh, Kroger, Ollie's, those types of places that are national chains that are big, um, locals still work there. People that live in our area still work there. And so you get to know them. Um, somebody that you and I have a lot of love for uh, due to interactions with him very briefly, Donnie Griggs, mm -hmm. uh, his book, Small Town Jesus. Mm -hmm. He actually tells people to whatever grocery store you go to, pick one or two cashiers and just always get in their line no matter what. And the point is to build a relationship with them. So if you go to Kroger. See, here, here's what I like to do. I like to go to the self-checkout and just bumble it to where this the same check self-checkout attendee has to come over and be like, what did you do this time? And I'm like, your bags are messed up. I'm sorry that 20 bags are laying around, but I tried to get one, but none of them worked. And then she said, but, why don't you just grab it from the top and then pull it gently? I'm like, well, I don't know why I didn't think about that. Maybe because, I don't know, they're stuck together and they're ripped. Sorry, I, Walmart and I are. <laughs> but but that's the story, answer I always have is, and listen, don't, don't feed me the thing of, well, if I buy from Amazon, the local FedEx driver. Okay. <laughs> the, like, local, the local post office. Yeah, like I, really I'm talking about uh, – you know, I know at Walmart, like I know people that work there. And also, they don't live far from me. And know, so, it, uh, it is kind of um, a bit of self expression when someone is checking out the stuff that you're buying 
It's like, that's my shaving cream that that person now knows that I'm using. Now they know that I like that type of uh, dip for my chips. This is weird. Silk underwear. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. How did you know? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's always I want to know answer. how come whenever I scan my silk underwear, I, it says, please wait for assistance. Here's an age limit. <laughs> they have to check my ID. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, that's always my answer to that because I've thought about that. I'm like, why would I go to Walmart? Like, I, I don't, I want to help local, but you are. Now, if you want to shop local for grocery, you go to IGA. Those people live here, but you know what? You, the people that work, the managers at Walmart, the the people that stock the shelves, the people that greet you at the door. Kelly Cherry, I see your wife at Walmart all the time. We have the we used to have the same shopping schedule. Actually, yeah, saw Kelly Banton or girls the other day. That's cool. It's good. So we got local markets, local church, local community. You ready for number four? Yep. You sure you're ready? Yep. It might might make people angry. Here we go. Local government. I was going to say local politics. I didn't know whether there should be more local politics or local government. No, local government. Because when you say politics, people think about the fighting. When you say government, it's just the, the yeah, entities, it's, it's the policies people. policies as well. Okay, for uh, I, a lot of things to say about this. If you're not registered to vote, if you are a, a legal citizen, get registered to Please vote. Please get registered to vote. And vote at every opportunity you can at every level. Which, real quick, when somebody wants to complain about you know, what's going on politically. You know, one of the first questions I always ask is like, are you registered to vote? If they say no, I'm done. I'm like, nope. You cannot sit here and complain to me if you're not willing to get your feet in to the mud and be a part of the process. It's the it's the most fundamental way to be involved. But we're distracted. It, it, you know, politics... See, that's why I did it again. Government does not begin and end with the president or Congress or the Supreme Court. We have a federal system, and we got different state governments. We, and which I think state is often overlooked. Yeah. I would, I would, I would bet that most people who do follow politics and governmental issues are probably more focused on federal, the number two local, than three state. Like, how many districts are there in West Virginia? <laughs> dun dun dun. Well, if your federal districts, we're only going to have two. Oh, I'm talking about states. Yes, yeah, like state. state senators and stuff like that. Anyway, the the point is, I know. I I have a degree in politics, and I don't even have to look it up. Because every election, and this is what I do. I take about two weeks and just read up on everybody. Seven? Sure. We have to look it up. Y'all look it up later on. You're proving my point. (laughs) But we're so focused on these policies um, that, you know, on the federal level really have no bearing on us or effect on us. But to be involved with the local government, number one, voting. Doesn't it always feel good when you get done voting? Now, I know it's sometimes you... <laughs> Not in 2020. <laughs> well, I was going to say, sometimes when you get done voting, you're just like... I threw up on my mouth a little bit. Okay, I have to vote this way or, you know, but but it always feels good to walk away and be like, I I was a part of it. Yeah, I mean, people... I was a part of it. Literally, it always people, feels good people to People have that. died to give people the right to not vote. I would, George Carlin, the comedian, he always said that. He's like, I don't vote because uh, basically he has a very bad view of humanity. Like, he is beyond total depravity. At this point, George Carlin, look, look up any of his philosophies. The dude is out there, but stop focusing so. Everyone, if you're listening, <laughs> stop focusing so much on federal politics. Like, let's focus more on local because I can almost guarantee you, it has more effect of you. You have more efficacy. Like, you can't. It's hard to be involved in federal 
politics and state politics, it's easy to be engaged locally. You can be a part of a campaign. You can talk to the candidates. You can know their families. You can. It's this personal. And we've already said bottom up. Be be aware federally. Like be aware of what's going on. You know, uh, be informed and and vote. But locally, when you say get involved, you say vote. Which is like I'm that's that, step one. I'm just using that like fundamental. Yeah, step one. Everybody should vote. Um, but then two, you just said where you're able to get involved. Maybe you help certain candidates, something like that. But I think also well, you meet them and you can talk to me like, hey, you supported this and I disagree, and be like, oh, thank you. But I will tell you why I did this, and maybe we can understand each other better. Because I mean, that's kind of we we you know there we we have a senator that I kind of know we know somewhat personally and it's like yeah I disagree with some policies but you can go down the road and say hey can we talk about this yeah and and there is a, a greater chance like you said at having um conversations and in, in some kind of effect i would say also to take it to a greater level is we need godly people on the Board of Education. We need godly people on city council. Listeners, this is where I announce I am running for Hey, that was the big news. County commissioner. That was the big news. No, 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 no. If you were county commissioner, you'd be Kelly Banton's boss. Uh, Kelly Banton should be Kelly Banton's boss. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I, yeah, yeah, politics, local politics. If anything, just be a mayor and, you know, like be that guy. Because I feel like all the mayors, I recently watched Nightmare Before Christmas, too. I mean, the mayor. Oh, and uh, Midnight Mass. There's something about mayors with flamboyant personalities. If you're going to hold an office, you want to be a mayor. Because you can be <laughs> ridiculous, and people will eat it up. It's like the identity. It's crazy. Be a mayor. That's what I would do. But I'm with you that I, on a base level, vote. But be involved. Like, be aware. And you just have it locally. You have, And it goes back to what we said at the very beginning. The church not now i got to i got to say this it's not wait, wait 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 is it a is it a i don't know he, if it's a hot take we have where did that go i don't I haven't even thought about that it might be a hot take uh let you say it first and we'll we'll do a hindsight okay. 2020 hot take this is not about it's a, it's a tepid take okay we'll, we'll 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 make up a song for that too being involved locally is not about coming in on the back end of some decision with a bunch of angry Christians trying to wield power and strong-arm everybody to do what we want them to do. We're talking about getting involved and being involved and voting, but there are times where we do have to rally uh, as the church stand for God's Word, but we still have to do it a according to biblical principles. And so we want to do it in a way that shows that we stand differently than the world. But I I feel like too often it's easier to rally people if we do it from a stance of anger and taking back power. And so I want to be careful that when we say get involved, be involved, talk to, you know, local representatives and you know what? If things aren't going the way you think biblically they should, get involved in a greater degree or back somebody who is. That's an interesting point, Darren, right there, because you know the progressive agenda is usually associated with liberals, 
rightfully so, and they say because we believe in making progress going forward. Yeah, whatever that means, depending on the individual. Sorry, trying not to be not trying not to let my political views pop out here a little bit, but um, it, it's like the stigma for conservatives is that they want the old stuff. They want things to stay the same. Good I don't, old days. That's not fair. Like I, as a like I said, I'm not really conservative. I lean that way. I'm all over the place, to be honest. But I believe in family values. I believe in community engagement. There's progress to be made on those values that everybody would agree with that the conservatives have. It's and we lean on thing. scripture it's uh, not for tr- the ultimate source of, of our truth. Exactly. Man, I, I was disappointed. I was going to go get another drink of water, and that was done. And now he's done with the podcast. It's been great, y'all. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. And <laughs> <laughs> no more water. We're out. Well, Darren, I think that went pretty well. You, you did a really good job on that market one. That was oh, really good. You. It's like you thought about that before. Well, I, I, I wrestled with myself one time about it, and so that's why I, that I have that answer. But yeah, but I, I, when you told me we were going to do this topic i love it because y'all know if you know me i love local i love local church i love the local community i love local market and um i am involved (laughs) you know the great great thing about staying local if you are in a town or municipality or something and you don't like municipality i said that weird did i say that weird we knew what you meant municipality and you're not content or satisfied with the way the things are going instead of bashing it like i live in Baton Rouge. It'd be like, well, guess what? We live in a democracy. You can be a part of what you believe to be the solution. Get out and vote. And I'm I'm actually heartbroken. I statistically speaking, like 10% of registered voters, not even like 10% of Americans, 10% of registered voters turn out for midterm elections. So in 2022, very few people are going to turn out to vote. And they're huge. We have like ten percent of registered voters dictating the path for all of you know state. Yeah. Anyway, if if y'all have, uh, it, just get involved. You're well, here for a reason. And and uh, on a different note, um, you you feel like man, our area is just missing this. Man, see about starting. Do you know what I'd love to see in our area? Internet that works. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, a putt putt area. A putt putt putt. That would be awesome. And I've actually looked into certain areas that, like, what if we could open one here? What if we could do this here? Like an indoor one that would be year-round. I act, We looked into stuff because, like, our area needs it. And it would be a great opportunity for ministry. We need, we need more things for kids to do. We uh, it, Honestly, like, if we can get – if Greenbrier Valley, every single residence in the county was connected to high-speed Internet, you talk about economic development, work from home, it's just – yeah. See, you're saying internet, and I'm thinking like we need a place with batting cages, go karts, an arcade, and putt putt. Well, Darren, if you have <laughs> high speed internet, businesses would move in. The more businesses you have, the better it is for the economy. More people have jobs. More people have spending power. Now people need money. They need places to and spend that money. And then we can have a place with go karts and putt putt. And, and then we open cages. up Popalls putt putt. <laughs> we need it. We need it. Popalls putt putt. <laughs> No, but I, I got to use canes. I do want to make sure just to end my opportunity on this. To I love, I love Greenbrier County. I love West Virginia. Um, I was talking to my mom. If anybody listens, I don't think anybody does up that area. So just have to forgive me if you ever do. Um, <laughs> she, there, my my parents are moving to North Carolina next year, closer to my brother, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, man, this is the first time, pretty much since I've been alive, since I was about three or four years old 
that my parents will not live in either Ohio or West Virginia. And it, it's a whole new thing for them. And she goes, yeah, I'm glad to leave West Virginia. And I was like, huh? What? And she's like, yeah, I can't wait. I was like, well, that's because you've been stuck in Martinsburg. I, I love West Virginia. And I always say, I know the things wrong with our state. I love West Virginia. I love Greenbrier County. Uh, I know the problems with Greenbrier County. I love Lewisburg. I know the problems with Lewisburg. I love our people in our community, um, both the believers and non-believers. I absolutely love them. I love being around them, interacting with them. Uh, and that's one thing I'm thankful for Grassroots Church is uh, nobody's expecting me to have like these normal office hours. And so I go out to the local coffee shop and hang out and talk to people. And I'm able to go interact with people. during. And so you sit on the bench of the park and watch the birds. I have done it. Bird watching is so relaxing. I always said if I if I were to pick a hobby, bird watching just seems nice. We got a lot of opportunities. So okay. yeah, I I wanted to make sure that you know I I love our area. We know the downfalls of it, but it ain't no place perfect. Uh, but yeah, we live in a great little hidden gem in this country. I feel here in the Greenbrier Valley. Want to know why it's a hidden gem? Because we have such awesome listeners, although I'm sure that they listen to us. All three of you listen to us from across the board, across the county, <laughs> probably. Maybe some Raleigh County folk in there. Anyway, no matter where it is that you're listening from or what it is that you're doing, thank you so much for giving us your time. If you have any type of feedback, agree, disagree, have something you want us to talk about, any questions, the website is grassrootswv.com. We're all up on that Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the fancy kid stuff these days. But let us know. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. Until then, see you.